0: Hi, I'm Beth Sanders, and welcome to the City Nest Making Podcast. I work with citizens, city government, business and community organizations looking for practical ways to navigate the complexities of city life so they can better hear each other and make better cities for themselves as a result. In this podcast series, I explore two questions. Who do our cities need to be to serve us well? And who do we need to be to serve our cities well? Our cities are full of problems with no easy solutions. And when we think we know how to fix something, we find ourselves in conflict about what to do. Pick your challenge. We disagree about how to best move around the city. We don't all feel like we belong in this city. We are facing the challenges that come with a warming climate. We don't all have homes we can afford. We make running a business challenging. We don't look after everyone. We have people who are losing their jobs, we make neighbourhoods that foster social isolation, and we struggle with so, so much more. Our cities need improvement, and no matter how hard we work on these things, the problems remain. I propose that if we think about and talk about cities differently, we will have a different relationship with them. We make better cities when we explore our city-citizen relationship, rather than ignore it or fight it. This last January, I co-hosted a series of conversations with my colleague, Marilyn Hamilton. We called it Cities Rising for a Regenerative Future. We pulled in 23 people with varied expertise, working with cities and communities from 18 countries in Africa, Asia, Europe, North America and South America. But instead of asking them to be the sage on the stage and display their expertise, we asked them to play the role of reflective practitioners. We allowed them to think and feel their way through the work they do to improve their communities and cities and do that reflection in a public way that allowed the audience to reimagine who they need to be to take action to improve the life conditions in many of our cities. Cities are messy, full of conflict, and always demanding improvement. Tension in our city reflects how the city does not meet our needs. It could be the need for safety and security, so housing, access to food, violence, and abuse. Or it could be the need for connection, feeling like we belong to the place we call home, even if we're only there for a while. When people bubble up or blast up in protest, They're telling us that something is not working. There are needs not being met. And these events tell us that there is work to be done to make improvements. So these cities that we make for ourselves to live in work well for more than just a few of us. In the end, I am required to notice improvements I need and allow improvements for others. So, the 25 of us that gathered to reflect on our work in our respective cities and communities, our practice, we were exploring two questions. Who do our cities need to be to serve us well? And who do we need to be to serve our cities well? So, here are some threads of that week earlier this year and some hints at who we need to be as citizens to make cities that serve us well. Thread number one is agency in the city. Let's start with a definition of the word agency found at lexico.com. Action or intervention producing a particular effect. Or a thing or person that acts to produce a particular result. Here's a bit more from Wikipedia. In social science, agency is defined as the capacity of individuals to act independently and make their own free choices. In principle, I use the word agency to mean an individual's capacity to act to produce a desired result. There are limitations on one's agency depending on the political regimes we live in and the social agreements we make through our laws. What I'm getting at is the capacity we each possess within ourselves to exercise when the conditions are right. I do not mean the right to do whatever we want when we want, rather the capacity to act when we see needed improvements. So when it comes to agency, who do we need to be? We need to be people who act to improve our own lives. Thread number two is scale in the city. The scale at which we act can vary greatly, and all scales are relevant. So when you see an opportunity to improve how things work at home, on your block or in your neighborhood, in organizations, small or large, all those scales matter. We might also see improvements needed in how we shop how our food grows, and how it's made and transported, or the ecological impacts of how we live, or economic inequities. The work we do as dentists, custodians, cashiers, or nanotechnology researchers contributes to how well our cities serve us. Whatever it is, or the scale at which we do the work, our work contributes to how others experience the city. So who do we need to be when it comes to scale? We need to be citizens who collectively work at all scales. Thread number three, cities are living systems. Cities are living systems that embody paradox. On the ground in our cities, we avoid conflict, yet conflict is the disturbance we need to take the initiative to improve quality of life. In the city, we find peace and chaos, stillness and movement, nature and concrete, connection and separation, beauty and ugliness. We consider a bird's nest natural or a beehive or an ant colony. So why not a city, the habitat we make for ourselves? Who do we need to be? We need to be citizens who work to make cities that nourish the natural world. Thread number four, mutual trust in the city. Cities are the embodiment of an agreement we make to trust each other, to trust people we know and people we do not know. This agreement and our trust is regularly tested. We each contribute to city life with our paid and unpaid work. Sometimes the service we provide to others in the city is clear and tangible. It could be childcare, grocery delivery to our homes, teaching people how to read or cleaning up a stream. Other times, we do not know who benefits from our work or who has made the contributions that make the city work. We don't often meet the people who design and build our buildings, the roads and bridges we use. We regularly see what is wrong in our cities. But what if we changed our stance and looked at cities as a never-ending quest for improvement, a constant learning journey to grow and develop who we are? What if we considered conflict an opportunity for citizens to have their needs met, What if we organized ourselves in ways that allowed us by exploring our conflicts to rely on each other and trust each other? We make our culture of distrust in the form of taking and consuming rather than sharing and giving. And the city asks us to trust whether we do or not. In the simplest of forms, We trust that our basic needs will be met in this city. Food, home, education, work, safety. After these basic needs, we look to experience connections with other people, feel belonging, and make meaningful contributions. Our governments exemplify the agreements we have with each other. We trust that pedestrians will stay on the sidewalk. We trust that cars will move forward on the right or left side of the road. We pool our resources to make swimming pools or bike lanes or community halls and gathering places. Different cities have different expectations of each other about education or health care. In cities worldwide, we're hearing about needed improvements to policing, when we experience or notice conflict in the city, we are wise to pause and see the unmet needs at the root of the conflict. Conflict is where we find broken trust. And the big question is, are we able to rely on each other? So who do we need to be? We need to be citizens who are willing and able to explore conflict in order to understand unmet needs. Thread number five, work as mutual agency. Cities are places to practice mutual trust. When we are willing and able to explore conflict to understand our own and others' unmet needs, we are ready to trust others' experiences to guide how to improve the city. With trust in the validity of another's experience, we can hear what action is needed. And this is where agency comes in. If agency is my capacity to act to produce a desired result, mutual agency is our capacity to act together to produce shared desired results. My neighbor and I want the same thing. Easy travel routes to the grocery store, but we have different ways of moving around the city that appear to conflict. I want a safe way to ride my bike to the grocery store to get some exercise while running errands, so I ask for a bike path. My neighbor needs to take his car because of health issues, so he asks for minimal disruption of his route by car. People in cars and on bicycles are often in conflict. Car drivers want to move freely without worrying about being inconvenienced by bicycles or harming or killing bicycle riders. And people on bicycles wish to move freely without the threat of being hurt or killed by people driving cars. Mutual agency means find a way for both modes of transportation to move together. Or how about people with white bodies in my city who are protected by the police service and the Indigenous and Black bodies who are disproportionately harassed and killed by the same police service? Or how about people with white bodies who find it easy to find an apartment to rent in my city and the Indigenous and Black bodies rejected by landlords once they see the colour of their skin? What landed for me during our City's Rising for a Regenerative Future week was this. Work as mutual agency means actively looking to work with others who have different views. Whether it's about bicycle lanes or racism in the police service, the city, to serve us well, asks us to figure out how to meet diverse needs simultaneously. Our needs probably are quite the same, but we have different ideas about how to meet those needs. Mutual agency fosters sovereignty in self and others, the kind that supports healthy self and others because it considers others to be worthy of our contributions. Even if I don't trust them, Mutual agency enables a sense of care and giving, of generosity. Mutual agency seeds a regenerative future. Here are three reflection questions for you to ponder after listening to this episode. What improvements do you see are needed in your city? How are you working to make those improvements? Who are you working with who is quite different from you? Thanks for listening to the City Nest Making Podcast. If you'd like to further explore city nest making and who we need to be to make cities that serve us well, check out bethsanders.ca. Until next time, build with care. Let's aim to be conscious of how we make these places we call home.